All right, um, I just want to share a, a few thoughts with us. A few words um, that are associated with Christmas. If I was at, just to ask you to name like one word that you associate with Christmas, what, what words would they be? Just one word. Family. Family. Joy. Jesus. Peace. Gifts. There you go. So there's, there's lots of words that um, we kind of associate with Christmas. Um, and even if you've never been to church, maybe you've not had a church upbringing, maybe you um, view all of this as a little bit strange and odd, but even people who are not in church would have the same word, and that's hope. You know, a lot of people say, I hope this Christmas is better than last Christmas. Maybe some parents even say, I hope we can afford to buy the gifts this year. Even kids say, I hope I get. You know, they make their lists, they make sure they tell everybody, and they, they, they hope, they hope for that one gift. You know, when I was in school, all I wanted, when I was in comp, Nike had these jackets. I don't know if you remember the jackets, they were red and blue. Do you remember those jackets, those... I've got to look for people my age now. They all got grey hair. Thanks for that. All I wanted was this jacket, a red and blue Nike jacket. Do you remember them? Yeah, you do. Brilliant. It might, must, might have just been a Brinkley-Nog thing. I don't know. Um, and I just wanted a Nike jacket. And finally, I got my Nike jacket. But it was green and grey, and it was like the worst colour you could have. All the cool kids in school had the blue and the, uh, the red Nike jacket, and I had the green and gray. My hope was dashed. Christmas was ruined. And a year spent in school being bullied, hoping that next Christmas I'd have the right jacket. But we, you know, we do have those kind of feelings, and we even as, you know, maybe we've never, we, we're not in church, but we still hope that things will be better. We hope that Christmas will be okay. We hope that dinner will be cooked well. We hope that things will go all right. And here's the thing. Christmas is all about hope, but the biblical hope is slightly different to a worldly hope. When we hope for something, it's almost wishful thinking. I hope, I hope, I hope, I really want it, but there's no guarantee that I'll get it. We're not guaranteed that the dinner's not going to be a complete disaster. We're not guaranteed that we're going to get the gift that we really want. We're not guaranteed that we're going to get the credit card paid off so that we can do Christmas again next year. We're not guaranteed that our health will be okay. We're not guaranteed that the, the helplessness we feel will just dissipate. But a biblical hope is different. Because a biblical hope is this. Not wishful thinking, but a confidence in God's promise. You see, Christmas was all about hope. Oftentimes people think that, oh, you know, Christmas started at the birth of Christ. No, Christmas started way, 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 way before that. God already had a plan for Christ to be born before he even put the first building block on this earth. Uh, there's a story in, um, the, uh, in, in Luke's gospel 
about when the Lord Jesus Christ and when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple to offer a sacrifice um, after um, the days of Mary's purification. They come to offer a sacrifice in fulfillment uh, of the law that was required. And there was a man there in the temple by the name of Simeon. And he had been waiting for the birth of Jesus. And it says that the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came into the temple, and he saw the Lord Jesus Christ, and he rejoiced. And this is what I want to say. Simeon had a hope, not for a better life, not for things to work out okay. He had a hope in God's promise. God promised that he would send his son to this world. You go back to Isaiah, Isaiah 7, 14, and Isaiah said to the king Ahaz, that God will send you a sign, and a virgin will bring forth a son, and will call his name Emmanuel. And that word means God with us. Mankind was hopelessly lost. Mankind was hopelessly desperate. Mankind today is in a dire situation with what's going on in the world today, and we need hope. And that hope is not found in our politicians. Our hope is not found in our economic system. Our hope is not found in the interest rates improving. Our hope is not found in our bank balance. Our hope is found in a confidence of God's promise. He said, I will send my son into the world. It'll be God in the flesh. And the reason Jesus was born was so that he could live a perfect sinless life complete the just demands of the Lord of God, die on the cross of Calvary and pay for our sin debt. The Bible says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, I have a hope that is steadfast and certain. I have a hope, and it's not wishful thinking. I don't think, oh, when I die, I hope. There's a wishful thinking that I go to a better place. I have a confidence in God's promise. God promised me this, if you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you trust in Christ's death upon the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, you will have a home in heaven. And God promised me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's a hope, that's not wishful thinking, that's not like fingers crossed and like, oh, if I can just be good enough, if I can just do this, if I can just, it's a confidence that God promised me that my sins could be forgiven and my home could be heaven if I trusted in him. You know, the most perfect gift, we often say that, oh, the best gift was wrapped in swaddling clothes. The best gift was wrapped in human flesh. God left the glories of heaven, came down to this earth in the form of a man. That man's name was Jesus. Now, to some, that is a name that is often used to express disgust. That's a name uh, that is something that, you know, that's the people in church do that. And, but for those who know him as they say, it is the most incredible name you can ever hear. Because that name is the only name by which man can be saved. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. I have a hope this Christmas. My hope is not in the gifts that are under the tree. My hope 
is in the gift that was sent to Calvary's cross. And that hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you were here tonight and this is the first time you've heard a message like this. Maybe you are more than familiar about the Christmas story. But I need you to know that that Christmas gift was given for you. Do you know him as your savior tonight? If you don't, then I pray before you leave this place, you'll accept the perfect gift that brings the most incredible hope to your life. Not wishful thinking, but a confidence in God's eternal promises. Amen. Before we close our service tonight, I just wanted to say again, thank you for coming. Thank you for um, being here this evening. Again, to all of those joining us online, uh, it's a blessing to have you with us. Please don't rush off. We've got teas and coffees downstairs um, and plenty of Christmas cakes. The stairs are in the foyer and turn right down the stairs. Or if you can't do the stairs, there is a lift in the corner of the church there. Um, if you do not have a church to go to on Sunday and you want to come back and see if we made any mistakes tonight, um, come back Sunday and see if we do any better or if we do any worse um, you're more than welcome to come at 6 o'clock on Sunday night. Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, um, our children will be doing a little presentation as well. So again, if you've not got a church to go to, then you'd be more than welcome to come Sunday morning at 11 and Sunday evening at 6. Also, Christmas Eve. Um, it's become a bit of a tradition now in Bethany. Christmas Eve, we have our candlelit carol service. So at 4 o'clock on Christmas Eve, uh, again, if you've not got anywhere to go, um, please come and join us. It is an evening of singing carols, reading the Christmas story. Um, I have, my dad has said he's had men coming up to him in Sainsbury's through the year going, I've been practicing five gold rings. Um, if you want to know what that's about, come on Christmas Eve. And uh, all the children that come will receive a little gift as well from us, from the church. And it's just a wonderful way um, to start uh, the Christmas celebration. So that's on Christmas Eve at four o'clock. It's only an hour. One hour and we're done. So if you've got family to visit, um, again, it, it's, it is only an hour service. It doesn't go any longer than that. Sorry, amen. All right, we're going to sing one more hymn and then we'll close in a word of prayer and we can head downstairs for uh, some tea, coffee and some Christmas goodies. Amen. Amen. We stand as we sing. <laughs>
are thankful for this time together tonight, Lord. We're thankful for the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful uh, that we uh, have that promise of everlasting life for all those that call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that if there's anyone here tonight that has never done that, that they might receive the greatest gift you could ever possibly have, that gift of eternal life which only comes through trusting Christ as Savior. Father, we are thankful for the privilege we have to be able to sing uh, praises to you tonight, Lord, and we just ask that you would continue to speak to our hearts. I pray that you'd bless the food that's downstairs, Lord, and as we enjoy a time of fellowship together, Lord, we just pray uh, that your hand of blessing would be upon it. So, Father, we just pray now for all of these things in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. <laughs>